Welcome to the Baptizing Church, where the Word of God is preached undiluted. Our vision is to raise a generation of believers who influence things to the ends of the earth. Here is the Word of God. Listen and be blessed. That's what the Bible says. We all know you, Jesus. We all know you, Father. We all know you, Father. Just one song before we move on this morning. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for for the opportunity to see what you're doing around the world at this time thank you for your power that is in operation in every nation of the world today thank you for calling our attention back to you that you reign and you rule in the affairs of men Thank you, Father, because we have found you, the one who created all things, named all things, 
and when the devil came and destroyed that which you have created in the work of redemption you restored all that today we may stand in victory thank you for your wisdom that exists in the world thank you for your wisdom that has advanced science and technology thank you for your wisdom that has advanced healthcare and the speed of sharing information which has preserved many lives thank you for your protection over all those who are currently providing care for those who are sick and at the verge of death thank you father because you are the one who holds the hearts of every king in your hands and you turn it whichever way you want and thank you because at this time you are making them to come up with policies of preservation we thank you father this morning we pray as we go into your word there are many people that have tuned in and those who are here physically Lord we pray that the same grace will rest upon everyone that your word we have unfettered on in that access into the heart of everyone and that we find a conducive environment to rest so that we can live each day of our lives by the revelation of your word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may have your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Benro said the world is changing. The world in this is changing. I'm telling you. <laughs> Some things will never be the same again. You know, because some churches, I don't know if, yes, I think it's okay for me to say it. Something that um, is troubling my heart this morning is the number of churches that I try to stream online and despite the warning from the government that they are still gathering, gathered in large numbers. Now, hear me. Let me make something straight. There was no plan for us not to meet this morning. Buses had been arranged to bring people from law school. Everything had been put in place. The only reason why we are not meeting this morning is because of the government's directive. Because I'd already discussed how the measure we will put in place to ensure the safety of all those who will come here. So the reason why church is like this is because we are walking in obedience. Hallelujah. And I think every church should. I don't know what they are thinking. I just want to assume that they didn't see the directive. I want to assume. But what are we teaching if at this time the church cannot provide leadership? 
What are we teaching if at this time the church of the living God cannot show the way forward? What are we teaching when we deny the truth of God that resides within? That you can't see God in what is going on? I mean, my, my heart is so heavy. I was from church to church and I saw the number. I'm like, what? But guess what? The way the world is changing, a separation, a line, that line of disparity is also being drawn. Don't think people are not watching, they are watching. And it's just a matter of time. It does not matter the number of crowd, the crowd. It doesn't matter how large they are. If they will, the, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. Hallelujah. Let me stop. There is this anger boiling within me. It's terrible. It's terrible. Folks, the word of God is not against science. The word of God is not against technology. What the word of God does is to define them appropriately. If you, if you pay attention to the way we pray in church, there was a time that malaria was killing people in large numbers. But there were some believers that were not touched. But you see, you do not emphasize the few believers that are not touched. Because the covenant we are part of is not for us to preserve ourselves. The covenant is that through us, the nations of the earth will be blessed. So the fact that coronavirus cannot exist in your system is not enough for you to fold your hands. You have not fulfilled the covenant. The covenant says, through you, the nations of the earth will be blessed. How can I have that understanding and not comply with policies that are in line with the truth of the word? So the fact that there is a solution to what is going on, I mean, there's a way to prevent ourselves, is by the will of God. The fact that there are, there are things I can do as a person to preserve the life of another who may, not be, a, who may be a Buddhist is a testament to the fact that God is at work. But for me to ignore all that is not to ignore directive, it's to ignore God. Enough said. Last week... Um, I, we start, I started a conversation, continue our conversation. Um, I didn't give the series a title, but we, I touched on obedience. But this morning, I'm going to take it further. And the question I want to ask this morning is that, how can you obey what you have not heard? How can you obey what you do not know? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hold up it. They asked me to stay in the middle. Those who are watching online, Apologies, I will try. I will try. Amen. So it's very important and imperative that every believer is able to hear the voice of the Lord. Because what you call faith is what it means for a man to walk in faith is for that man to be obedient to the word of God. Now, the man you call the man of faith is also a man of obedience. So a man who is walking in faith is a man who is walking within the protection or the confines of the word of God. He's not walking outside of it, he's walking within it. So this morning, I want us to look at something very, very important. I have titled this, The Voice of God. But I want you to hear something. 
When you say the voice of God in many quarters, some people will ease and they walk out. They are believers. When you say, God told me not to do it, people will look at you and will roll their eyeballs. When you say the spirit of God, I perceive in my spirit that I shouldn't go. People say, what are you saying? Which spirit? We live in a generation, you may not know it, that is very, very rebellious. What happened in the Garden of Eden was rebellion. This generation is also walking in rebellion. This generation is walking in huge disobedience because that to which they have been ordained is exactly what they have walked away from. It is okay to talk about coronavirus. It is okay to discuss it all day long. It's okay to look at economic problems and all the things around. The only thing you won't find within the conversation is the opinion of God. That bothers me. Now, another trend that is going on, of which TBC is also championing because it's accurate, locating, uh, changing the approach of passing the word of God across. What I mean by that is that putting the same truth within the container that fits into this generation, that is speaking the language that this generation understands, speaking using examples that this generation can relate with. In other words, you study the word, you bring out the truth, but in communicating the truth, you are using the language, the modern language that everyone can relate to. That's what we try to do. But guess what? In the process of doing that, or some people trying to do that, they have left God out of the equation. It's now about just entrepreneurship. If you listen to us clearly, or listen to Pastor Dele, you can hear faith clearly in what is being taught. But in many quarters, under the guise of trying to communicate truth in a modern language, they have left God out completely. I'm just trying to let you know the background laying the foundation for what we're going to be talking about. It's a serious matter that a believer, a man comes up and he says, I'm a believer, and when you say, give me an example, when last did God speak to you? And the man is looking, what, what are you talking about? The man cannot say, and he's not lying. He does not know. Now, he, he can quote scriptures about it, he can talk about it, but when it comes to experience, he has no experience whatsoever regarding hearing the voice of God. That should make our heart to be very heavy. Because at the heart of who a new creature is, is the hearing of the voice of God. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 3 is a good place to start. Verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, What advantage then as the Jews or what is the profit of circumcision? Verse 2. It says, Much in every way, first or chiefly, because to them were committed, what? The oracles of God. The oracles of God. I want to read this same scripture from um, in using a message translation. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. 
He says, so what difference does it make who is a Jew and who isn't? Who has been trained in God's ways and who hasn't? As it turns out, it makes a lot of difference. But not the difference so many have assumed. First, there is the matter of being put in charge of what? Writing down and carrying of God's revelation, these holy scriptures. Hallelujah. What advantage do they have? The Bible says the advantage they have is that to them has been committed the oracle of God. Now, that is one of the problems of this generation. What does that mean exactly? What is an oracle? Now, that word is translated from a word that just means utterance. Utterance. Now, contextually, the way it is used here, we can say, he's saying the advantage they have is that they have access to the utterance of God. Today, the advantage they have is that they have access to the utterance of God. Let me break it down for you. In 2 Peter chapter 1, the Bible says, holy men spoke as they were moved of God. Bible says that no prophecy of scripture is of private interpretation. Why? Because the word did not come by somebody sipping coke and eating fat and saying, this is what the Lord says. No, the word came by the inspiration of God. What they wrote down over a period of over 1,500 years by different authors, about 40 of them, all the scripture were dictated by the voice of, by the word of God. By God himself, sorry. God himself gave that word. The Bible is now saying that the advantage they have is that the word came through them. What does that mean? It means that God chose a number of them and he revealed his mind to them. He's saying the advantage they have over other nations is that they have access to the voice of God. The advantage they have. In another translation says the superiority that the Jews have is that they have access to the voice of God. Now, think about it. A manufacturer, let's say a cell phone. If you are given a cell phone or you buy one and you open it up and you begin to use it, you can do one thing. You can assume that you have used several cell phones, so there's no need to read the manual. So you just begin to use it. Another thing you can do is that you can pick the manual and try to read to understand the full, all the functions, applications, and possibilities, all the things that that cell phone can do. The reason why you are able to read that in the manual is because the manufacturer took his time to reveal to you all the things that are possible for that cell phone to do. Is that not so? So the Bible is saying the Jews have access to the voice of God, how he created the earth, the principles that operate on the earth, the laws that are in operation in the earth. The Bible says the advantage they have over others is because they have access to that. They have access to that information. Just yesterday, I was listening to the Secretary of Defense or Minister of Defense of, the, of, of, um, of Israel, and he was making an announcement. It was different from, of course, Pastor Benro gave us a very good um, uh, presentation this morning. His own presentation was different. 
You know what he was saying? He said, one thing this virus has shown is that he's claiming the old women. Sorry, old people. Sorry, old people. Old people. He said, so what do you do? He said, what is going to happen in few days' time or few time, I mean, few moments, is that, just like Pastor Benro said also, that a lot of people will shake it off. A lot of people will carry the contract, get the virus, get infected, and it won't progress in their body. They will, their body will develop, they will just realize that they are no longer showing any symptoms or whatever. He said, but the problem is the old people. He said, so what do you do? He said, we separate the young people from the old. He said, the old people, you isolate them. The young people, go. I'm not saying follow this, I'm not countering what he's saying, I'm just reporting what somebody said. He said, the old people separate and all that. Now, I've not heard it that way, the way he said it. And I'm sure that's what Israel is going to do. He said, the old people, let us preserve our old people. They do not have what it takes to fight these things, but we do. So the old people, we are not waiting, we are not giving, they are not giving a general information to the entire populace. They are going beyond the information to preserve the lives of the old people. Knowing that the young people are already standing strong and recovering from this virus. He said, what advantage has the Jews to them has been committed the oracles of God? They have the ability, they have access into the wisdom of God. They have access into the thought pattern of God. They have access into the way the world was formed and what is sustaining the earth. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. He says, that is the advantage that they have. I want you to follow me carefully. He said, that is the advantage that the Jews have. Now the question is, <clears throat> why is the word or the voice of God important in the life of a believer? Why? After all, God created a believer to be an individual. What it means is that he has the ability, he has wisdom in himself. He has his, the mind of his own. He has his soul. He can reason regarding what he wants his future to be. He can decide what he wants to achieve and what he does not want to do. I am saying man without God has the ability to achieve on the earth. Why is it important for that same man to access the voice of God when he can accomplish things by himself? So we begin to look at, into the scriptures. Number one, Man was not created to function that way. No matter who you are, whether you are a Buddhist now or an atheist or whatever, whatever qualification you want to put or adjective you want to put before the man, the man that God created was not created to operate alone, to operate with his own mind alone, to operate with his own soul alone, to operate with his own intellect alone. Man wasn't created that way. That was not the original purpose. That was not the original intention of God. One of the ways you begin to understand this is that you realize when Jesus was being baptized. No, no. After Jesus was baptized by John, the Bible says the Spirit of God led him to where? To the wilderness where he would be tempted by the devil. Right? The very first temptation is that knowing that he was, after, after the 40, 40 days and 49, and he was hungry, the very first temptation is that take, turn some of these stones, turn it to bread. What did Jesus say? Jesus went back to Deuteronomy, and he made a very important proclamation, which, which we're going to look into this morning. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Can I tell you this morning, if you are feeling sleepy, you can rise. You have permission to stand up. Thank God. 
where, I mean, nobody, we are very few. So you, you don't have to be embarrassed. But you've got to hear me this morning. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Let me read to you message translation of Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 to 3. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 to 3. Um, <laughs> it says, keep and live out the entire commandment that I'm commanding you today so that you will live and prosper and enter and own the land that God promised to your ancestors. Remember every road that God led you on for these 40 years in the wilderness, pushing you to your limits, testing you so that it will know what you were made of, whether you will keep his commandment or not. He put you through at times. He made you go hungry. Then he fed you with manna. Something neither you nor your parents knew anything about. So you will learn that men and women don't live by bread only. We live by every word that comes from who? From God's mouth. From this scripture alone, you know that God is willing to speak to us. God is willing to communicate with us. Because the Bible wouldn't have recorded that man is supposed to live not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. By the way, he was trying to draw a distinction between the way man will live on earth. So the man you see living on earth, he has two parts to him. There is a part of him that is sustained by, the, by certain faculties. The faculty of smell, of sight, of what? Touch, and what have you. He is sustained by that. He smells that gas is leaking. So he looks for the source and quickly stops it before explosion occurs. Okay, so when you say he lives on this earth a natural life being preserved by the senses that God has given to him. Being preserved by the senses that God has given to him. But he's also letting us know there is another faculty. That faculty sustains another part of man. That part of man is not natural, but it is spiritual. That part that is spiritual is nourished, is sustained, is guarded and made productive, not by food, but by the word that comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Not by food, but by the word of the Lord himself. Why? Backtrack to Genesis chapter 1, verse 23. Bible says, you know, you know God created man. And then in man he said, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. And he pronounced all these blessings. Now the question is that, it's as if God created the man and he was pronouncing the blessing. No, he goes beyond pronouncing blessing. He encoded within man the ability to procreate. What God spoke forth were coded. The language, the utterance of God within is what produced within man the ability for man to do all the things you read procreate, replenishing the earth and all the things the Bible is talking about. Are you following what I'm saying this morning? So, because God is the one who spoke it forth 
And he did that in trust that at a particular time, man would be able to operate in that. But for man to be able to operate in that which God has spoken into his system, or permit me to say this morning, into his DNA, that man, in fulfilling that which God has put within him, that aspect of that man, he must be, have the ability to hear God lead him. That is, there is something within man that faculty that I call the spiritual that can respond not just to food but to the voice of God. That's the reason why Romans chapter 1 says the invisible qualities of God are well known by all men. In other words, he created all men. So nobody can say, I don't believe in God, there's no God. No. But Romans, Paul was writing to the Romans, he said everybody knows. He said the invisible, the qualities of God, the fact that God exists can be seen. That knowledge is available by the things God has created. That knowledge is available by the things God has created. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have established to you that it's important for man to be able to hear from God. In the New Testament, Paul was dealing with a new generation of believers, the Corinthians. And he looked at them when he wrote, he was writing to them, in what we have today as chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians, Paul said, concerning spirituals, what he calls spirituals, of course, wrongly interpreted in some places as spiritual gifts. What he actually said is that concerning spirituals, I will not have you ignorant. He was talking about the same thing. That statement Paul made is not different from man shall not live by bread alone. Are you following me? He's saying there is an aspect of man. It is spiritual. God can reach it. He can connect with God from that faculty. He can relate with God. He can receive message from God. He can receive direction from God from that faculty. But if the man is ignorant of that faculty within him that can receive from God, that man will not profit from what God has put within him called the new life in Christ Jesus. Are you following me? So when God was saying, man shall not live by bread alone, and then Paul later came and said, concerning spirituals, I will not have you ignorant. This was, what, he was talking about this same thing. Let me prove it to you. In Acts chapter 19, Paul crossed to, did he cross to Philippi? Acts chapter 19. Hallelujah. Let me show you. Let me show you. Acts chapter 19, Acts of the Apostles chapter 19. I just quickly want to demonstrate it to you. You see, in the, new, in the kingdom, knowledge is very important. Knowledge is very important. All God could have finished all the things he could ever give us and place it within us. If you have no knowledge of it, you will not be able to live that life. So knowledge is very important when it comes to the new life that we have in Christ Jesus. When it comes to the voice, accessing the voice of God, it is important that you know what it is. Hallelujah. Acts of the Apostles chapter 19 from verse 1. The Bible says, And it happened while Apollos was in Corinth, and Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? What did they say? What did they say? We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. In other words, the only thing, the only understanding they have of Christianity is that a man needs to repent of his sins. That was all they knew. 
Christianity is much more than that. There are so many believers who are still standing at this juncture. The fact is that when you talk to a man, you born again, yes, I'm born again, they can tell you the day, they can tell you the time. Then you tell them, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? He said, well, I, I'm not so sure. What do you mean by being filled with the Holy Ghost? What do you mean? Do, do you walk? Do you hear the voice of the Spirit? They, they, they answer you. They, are not in, they don't answer in the affirmative because they are not sure. You know why? They are not different from these people. These people could not walk in the possibilities that exist in the Holy Spirit. The leading, the guidance, and everything. Why? Because they were ignorant. They were ignorant of it. They didn't know anything about it. They didn't know anything about it. So Paul said, concerning the spirituals, I will not have you ignorant. I will have you have understanding of what is going on. I will have you come into the understanding of what is going on. Hallelujah. So tell your neighbor, don't be ignorant of spiritual realities. Amen. <laughs> See, I'm still laying foundation because after now we talk about the Holy Spirit, we talk about the Word of God, we talk about different ways that the Lord leads us. But before then, there are certain things I just want to clear out of the way. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, and I'm using a very interesting um, translation this morning. It says, a person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of his purpose will succeed in the end. Now, in your own Bible, KJV or NKJV says, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. It is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. Now, look at this scenario. This is God right here. He has a purpose. He has a will. That purpose and will are not op uh, existing in isolation. The purpose and the will are concerning me. Me that I'm standing, who has purpose and will that God, God has purpose and will concerning me, I'm also standing as an entity. I have plans. I have things I want to do. I have things on earth I want to get done. That are, that, 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 I mean, I have aspirations and goals and all that. So the Bible is saying, even though a man has all these things he has put within him, he's saying where true success is, where true fulfillment is, is when that man discovers the plans and the purpose of God for him. But the question this morning is, how can this man, who has his own plans, who has his own aspirations, how can he know the plans and the purpose of God concerning him if he cannot hear the voice of God? Because the way God reveals it to man is for that to give the man the access or the ability to be able to hear him. It's when you hear him that you are able to know this is how I'm supposed to walk. This is how I'm supposed to walk. Hallelujah. Is somebody following me? Look at, let's look at another scripture. Isaiah 30, 21. Isaiah 30, 21. Isaiah 30, 21. Hallelujah. Isaiah the prophet says, said, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. 
Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. In other words, beyond the plan of a man, beyond where the man thinks that his life is headed, there is a provision in God to guide that man into the purpose and the plans of God. So he says, that man, you will hear a voice behind you. This is the way, walk in it. In other words, you are not walking by what you think you should be doing. You are not doing what you think you should be doing. You are not trying to see, you know, um, like, uh, like you are not gambling. You are not trying, maybe this will work. Maybe it won't work. No, he says you will hear a voice behind you. You will hear a voice. What I'm trying to establish this morning is simple because it's an introduction. It's just for you to be aware that there is such a thing called the voice of God. For you to be aware that you have been wired by God to be able to access or to hear his voice. And for you to also know that God is more than willing to speak to us. That's what I'm trying to do this morning. After now, we'll be breaking it down to show how these things actually happen. But you see, let's not develop a generation that is ignorant of what God is doing. That is ignorant of the, of the, of the sayings of God. That is ignorance of the, or ignorant of the ways of God. That is ignorant of the fact that God speaks and is interested in the affairs of men. Let's not build that generation. Let's not build that generation. Let us revive the consciousness that God speaks to his people. We need to revive it. Very important. This generation doesn't know it. They don't know it. Hallelujah. They don't know it. So subsequently, you are going to be hearing diverse ways that God speaks to us through his word, through his nature, through his people, through supernatural intervention, through the peace that exists within us, through the wisdom that comes from above, through dreams that he gives to us, through the visions that he gives to us, and learn through audible voice. Because a number of people, they have heard him. And of course, lastly, through the inner witness. There is a mechanism within every believer through which he can access the voice of God 24-7. A mechanism. We're going to be looking into that. We're also going to be looking into that. Hallelujah. God is interested in your life. He wants you to seek his opinion about your life. He doesn't want you to do things by yourself. Now, this sounds elementary. Maybe that's the reason why many are not working in it. It sounds like what you know. But you see, this knowledge is not a knowledge you store in your brain. This knowledge is participatory. When a man says, talks about the voice of God, voice of God is not something you just teach. The essence of the teaching is that the recipient of that knowledge begins to walk in the reality thereof. This message is not complete until you are able to walk in the reality thereof. Let me give you an example. I think I've shared it with you a long time ago. A young man attended a service. And in that service, they were talking about hearing from God. And the man of God labored and labored and in teaching them that message. The guy left the place and he said, I want to find out if what pastor just taught us, if it is real. I'm sharing this message because I want you to take the same, the same steps. So the guy drove out of church. He drove out of church and he was still meditating on the message. And he felt something within him. Turn left. And he turned his house. The road that will lead to his house is on the right. 
But the thing told him, I'm saying thing deliberately, narrating his experience. He said, turn left. He turned left. And then the voice began to guide him. He thought he was the one thinking those thoughts. He thought he was the one thinking these things. But guess what? Eventually, he found himself in front of a building. Now, the building didn't look quite like it. So he felt as if he was just deceiving himself, as if he had been under illusion. All this why? Why? Because there was no light in the house. But his car was parked right there. His voice was no longer saying anything. He was in front of that house. He didn't know what to do. So he stepped out of the car. And he walked into the house. And he knocked and knocked. Sorry, sorry. I'm missing. Skipped a bit. The voice led him to a supermarket. And said he should buy milk for the baby. Baby's milk and all that. He bought baby's milk. And the voice led him from the supermarket to the front of this house. So he was carrying the milk, knocking on the door. He knocked and knocked. It was as if nobody was going to come. At the point of being discouraged, the door opened. An elderly man came, emerged from the door. The man looked at the milk, grabbed the milk without greeting the man, and ran to the basement. So the guy followed him to the basement. Lo and behold, there was fire in the basement. And there was a little baby. Their daughter had given birth. And I think the story, as the story goes, I think she died or something. So the responsibility of taking care of this child had fallen on the grandparents. And then they were, I mean, and they didn't have money. So there was no money to pray for utility. That's why the house was in darkness. They were trusting God that something will happen. And this guy brought the milk because the baby was hungry. The leading, the voice of God is real. If a man will rise from this service and say, is what Pastor Tope is saying is true? Let me begin to practice it. Let me find out if this is real. You will be amazed. You will be amazed. You will be amazed. I'm telling you, you will be amazed. You will be amazed. I got saved at a time when we used to go to the farm. And we'll go to the farm, we'll be owing, 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 owing. At some point, you'll be tired, you want to raise your head. How we hear the spirit say, move back before you raise your head. How we move back, how we raise my head only to see something pointed. You know, in the, you have, you have something pointed that could have injured me. Several times without count. Several times without count. He will tell me, I'm going back home. He says, don't go back home yet. Just, can you just go? I go somewhere, grab a drink and finish bottle of coke and all that because you need to qualify it you know and all that and then you finish it and then you come back home only to realize that the person who was holding the key was not around and the only time that you spent drinking coke branching somewhere was the time you needed for that person to get back home but I won't be telling you good stories alone there was a time I don't know where I was I got back home and I didn't have my key on me I knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked. There was no light generator all over the place. So even if we press the bell, nobody will hear. So I was knocking and knocking and knocking the, uh, the door. Recently, not quite long, I mean, a year ago, and nothing happened. Lo and behold, I was there for close to 20 minutes. After 20 minutes, I just bowed my head. I said, Lord, I need your help. I know there's someone in the house, but the person can't hear me. I need your help, oh God. I had not finished the prayer. Ayo is seated there. She just came and opened the door. She was sleeping in the house. Of course, she had her own key. I was supposed to have my own key. She just came and opened the door. I'm like, why didn't I pray first? Why did I spend 20 minutes knocking with my knuckles and all that? Folks, it's not only about big matters of life. The little, little details of our lives, God is interested. He wants us to walk in that consciousness. 
He wants us to walk. See, it is not when the time that we want to hear the voice of God is when Kenneth sees a lovely lady, Charity, and he begins pray, Lord, is this your will? Lord, is this your will? And then you know, don't look away now. Just look at me. <laughs> Sorry. I know you are the will of God. Amen. But the point I'm trying to make is that it's when people want to get married that they begin to think about the voice of God. They begin to think about the leading of God. They don't think about the will of God when Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation already invited them to come and start. Nobody, who is asking anything? Two million naira per month. What are you asking? Which one? Tell me what is bigger. This is the will of God. In fact, God is seated at the, at the center of that organization. Nobody asks about God. But when you, when, you, when you apply to that organization, you are not sure what they were going to pay you. You are not even sure if they will have the ability to pay because there is nothing in that organization that shows that they have the ability to pay. Lord, is this your will? Should I pick it up or should I pass? Should I allow you to pass and all that? Don't deceive yourself. It is your mind that is playing games on you. A man who has access to the will of God, it's not only in big matters that he engages with, with, with God. He engages with God in all matters. All matters. Lord, is it okay to wear this shirt out? Lord, is this okay? I remember one time that uh, Pastor Bakari, it was a midweek service. He told them on Sunday, he said, when you are coming, wear jeans. When you are coming, dress smartly to church. Dress smartly. And guess what? People showed up in church. I'm saying this because you can verify it. Only for people to show up for midweek service. And the Ikeja cantonment, remember the bombing. And the bomb started exploding and people didn't know what was going on. So people were abandoning their cars and running. Most of the people that died in the canal, if you remember, in the canal, they died out of fear. They, just, they, were just, they didn't know the canal was that deep. So somebody narrated the story. He said he just dived into the canal and he was running. Unknown to him, he was running on top of people. Yeah. On top of people. Because survivor mode. But the point I'm making, I'm not talking about the problem. I'm talking about a man, someone who knew. He said, dress smartly when you are coming. Wear jeans. Wear something easy. He didn't tell them the reason. He didn't tell them the reason. But guess what? I believe that the lives of some must have depended on him. Folks, it is very important that you are able to hear the voice of God. It is important. It is important. Let me tell you this. A lot of believers have died needless deaths. Were they preserved by God? Yes. Has God taken care of their security? Yes. Can they hear God? No. Guess where access to the information that will prevent the death is found? It is found in the ability of a believer to hear God. So the provision is there. God is not sleeping. He said, God, where is your face? Where are you? When I was going through this, God was right there. He was instructing you, but can you, did you hear him? He was telling you what to do, but did you hear him? Most of the time we accuse God. Have we appraised ourselves to come to a conclusion that did I actually hear God? Did he tell me to go this way? Did he tell me to go this way? Woe is any man who calls evil good. Let me extend it. Woe betide any man who says this is God when it's not God. 
I was having issues in my home. Pastor Ife said, is this the spirit that told you to do this? I said, no, it's not the spirit. It is my mind. It is me. It is me. Was that not what I said? I said, it is me. He said, okay, that is fine. He said, because I've taken this project upon myself, I'm going to be praying for you since it's not, he didn't say this, but I'm just by extension, that since you said it's your mind, that means God is the one who has the ability to turn the mind of a man the way he wants and all that. But the man himself must be truthful. I can't come and say it is God. I knew that was me. I was the one making the decision. I was the one who got tired. I was the one who wanted the change. But guess what? Even in the midst of that situation, I still know. I knew that God would well, I mean, he could still speak to me. He could still say some things. He was silent most of the time. But I knew God had an opinion. I was just doing my own thing. So at the appropriate time when God showed up, it wasn't, easy, it wasn't hard for me to align. Guess how God showed up? God showed up, not by telling me through audible voice. God showed up through the mind of the person I was fighting. He said, no problem. You want divorce? No problem. Uh, we'll call your dad. And then we'll go and see my dad. And then we'll go. And as I took my wife and we're traveling down, the, only, the, the Lord told me, I didn't share this with you, but the Lord showed me that whatever they say, that is the, that's where you are headed. I was going home to hand over my wife back to her parents. <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, whatever the decision they make. So at the end of the day, before, as we were getting closer to Ondo, the Spirit was telling me, he said, it is my word that will prevail. So when we got there, guess what the parents would say? I already knew what the answer was. They said, you know what? Give us this last opportunity. You've never brought any issue to us. But you see this one, cancel it. You are going back together. If there is any issue, call us. And so when I got back to town, hear me, hear me. When I got back to town, Pastor Fe, you bear me witness. I took my wife, I said, are you free this evening? And I took her for dinner date. Yes. Yes. The same person I said, this is the end. The same person I said, no, I can't continue this way. The same person I said, no, this is the end of the road. I, I'm tired. The same person after I heard. Because if I don't walk in that obedience... I will miss the moment. I understood what it means not to be disobedient to heavenly voice. So I took her on a dinner date and we discussed. Guess what? I was still angry. But I was doing it. We came back. I said, I need to go away. And I went away for about three weeks and I came back and I took her on a second dinner date. That second dinner date was the miracle. So people ask me, what did you do? I tell people, I don't know what I did because it can't be dinner. It's God. We started talking like someone that has taken truth serum. We started confessing things that we didn't even have to confess to each other. We started talking at a depth that we've never talked about before. Why? Access to the voice of God. Access. It changes things. It turns things around. If you will dare listen to him. If you will dare prioritize his voice above all else. No matter how terrible you think that situation is, it will turn it around. It will turn it around. It will turn it around. What advantage has the Jews to them has been committed the oracles of God? To them has been committed the oracles of God. There's one last thing I want to bring out, connect it together, and then I'll just call it, we'll continue next week. But the thing I want to connect is that when the Bible says to them were committed the oracles of God, I want you to hear me clearly. 
There is no way you and I will have been able to understand the scriptures without the Jews. It's impossible. There is no way that you today you say 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, and then you quote it and you interpret it. That ability was made possible because God committed the oracles to the Jews. Tell me, all the people that wrote the scriptures, Jews, the one, oh, somebody said, oh, Pastor, what are you saying? What about Dr. Luke? What about Dr. Luke? Pastor, I caught you there. Dr. Luke listened to the Jews. He listened to the men. He, he interviewed Matthew, interviewed Paul, interviewed all the people that interacted with Christ. He wrote down. He said, oh, he researched it. The one who wasn't a Jew who wrote part of this thing we're talking about, listened to the Jews. Without the Jews, we wouldn't have been able to understand it. They demonstrated these things to us. They showed us these things. Hallelujah. Now, how does that connect with us? And what exactly am I talking about? I am saying you are another Jew of a different kind. A circumcision that is not made with hands. To you, the Holy Spirit has been given. Now, I'm not mentioning the Holy Spirit deliberately. Because we're going there. We'll talk about the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about the recreated human spirit. We'll talk about the circumstances of your life that you are going through that you do not know God is the one walking in the midst of it. We're going to touch on all those things. But see, what I'm telling you at this moment is that we are another generation that God has raised up. He wants to demonstrate his advantage, his superiority through us. That the entire world, their hearts will be arrested by the results we are able to generate. By the results we are able to produce. Not by our own strength, but because we have access to the directive of the Lord, to the instructions of the Lord, to the guidance of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's exactly what God is doing. That we may rise and say, what advantage do I have as a believer over that unbeliever? That the, what comes out of your mouth is that the difference between me and that unbeliever is that I have access to the secrets of the earth. I have access to the laws of God. I have access to the way God is operating. When they say there's a casting down, the reason why you say there's a lifting up is not just because you want to confess positive confession. No! It's because you are operating by a higher law. That higher law is superior to that which exists on this earth. But the ability to operate in that higher law is when you are able to access the voice of God. It comes by practice. It comes with practice. It comes with practice. It comes with practice. Should I go out? Should I go, not go out? Is it important? Is it not important? Should I call him? Should I not call him? There is no money in your account, nothing, but there's still little food. You still have some food right there. You can easily call someone and get money, but the voice is saying you want to ask, should I call? Some people say, why won't I call? There's no money now. No. Should I call? Should I not call? The reason is because if you call, this has happened to me before, because I'm not doing earlier than thou. There was a time God, there was nothing, and God said, hold your peace. Hear me. Hold your peace. Nothing. Hold your peace. And then I didn't call anybody. Only for someone to just call me and send something to my account. I wept. I wept. You know why? Because I listened. If I had called someone, the person would have given me the money. Then later in the evening, that money would eat my account. I'll be like, what's this? You are frustrating 
the grace of God. What's this? God was already in operation. You have already helped yourself before the help of God came. Are you following what I'm talking about? These things are very important. They are very important. The fact that I'm able to have money when I didn't have money before is not the issue. The issue is how the money came. You know there's a difference. I don't have money. Pastor Femi, can you please loan me 20000 and he sends it to me. I'm satisfied. That's one. There's another one. I don't have money. Can I ask someone? No, don't ask anybody. And then the Lord provided the money. There's a difference between the two scenarios. Maybe the money God provided is another 20000 It's 20000 Do you get what I'm saying? 20000 from Pastor Femi or 20000 from God. They are not the same. The one from God, I am learning obedience. I am learning, I'm sharpening my ability to hear God better. It's not just 20,000. The experience is bigger and weightier than the amount you are looking at. Folks, dare to trust God. Dare to trust God. His will, he speaks to us. He has opinion regarding whatever we are facing today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to do something. As I bring this to, I mean, you can't really bring this to a close. I can continue. You know, this is just the beginning. But if we can hear God, there is an emphasis in the Bible regarding uh, a particular organ. People misunderstand it because it's called the heart. Because we have a physical heart, people believe that when the Bible talks about the heart, that it must, have been, it must be referring to that. No. When the Bible talks about your heart, the Bible is referring to your inner self. There is a consciousness, beyond consciousness, an entity within you. That's the real you. It calls it the heart. In that place, whatever is found within it, within its existence, that is who the man is. Whatever is not found there, even if, if the body of the man is saying it, it's not in that person's life. So he says, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. No, no, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. I think it's verse 23. He said, guard your heart, right? With all diligence. Out of it comes what? Issues of life. Guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it comes issues of life. The scripture I wanted to quote before the last one is Proverbs chapter 3 from verses, verses 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with what? With all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. So he says, trust him. What are you to trust? He's interested in you. What are you to trust? He wants to speak to you. What are you to trust? He's interested in anything. What is it you are going through? God is interested in it. He said, but you must do it with all your heart. That is, there is an inner being. There is a self, the you that is in you. That is the real you. You must trust him with that. The trust must go beyond what you can see. It must be a reality within your heart. He said, lean not on your own understanding. In other words, the Bible is acknowledging the fact that you have the ability to solve your own problems. You have the ability to do it your own way. But he says, don't do that. Don't lean on your own understanding. He said, in all your ways, acknowledge him. What the Bible means by acknowledgement, give him his own space. Give him room to express himself. 
acknowledge the fact that he has an opinion regarding that thing. He said, in all your ways. I thought he could have said, in small matters, I could handle it. He said, in all your ways. What that means is that no matter what you are going through, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Lord, what's your mind regarding this? He starts with just asking. If you ask him, he will speak to you. If you ask him, because the process of asking him for his opinion creates the appropriate or the right atmosphere within you to receive what he has to say. He's speaking. He's talking to you. But you've got to tune in to him. You've got to develop. Look at the language I'm using. Develop. Tune in to him. Because it's something that can be done. It's something that can be done. It's not for me, pastors. What we have done in the church is to destroy the faith of many because they think pastor is the carrier of the Holy Ghost. So Femi comes, pastor, what is the Lord saying? Pastor, what is the Lord saying? I'm trying to do this, pastor, should I go ahead? As if the same Holy Spirit within the pastor is not the one in you. As if the same covenant that the pastor is working in is not the same covenant you are working in. Folks, receive understanding this morning. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will do what? That is the promise of the father. The promise of the father is, if you don't lean on your own understanding, if you're acknowledging him, all that you do is guaranteed he will direct your path. He will direct your path. He will direct your path. Time will fail us to go into it. Next week, I will show you more about the arts. And talk more about the recreated human spirit within you. Because you see, the art, when you are reading the Bible, for instance, Paul was writing to the Ephesians. He said that the eyes, he was praying for them. He said that the eyes of your heart, that the eyes of your heart may be what? Enlightened. That is, may be flooded with light. May be flooded with light. That the eyes, another translation says, that the eyes of your understanding. So that which has the ability to understand the things of God is what the Bible calls the art. Is what the Bible calls the art. The art has the ability to understand, to receive. Because before you can understand, you receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you received something this morning? Something to meditate on as you go this week. They taught us how to write. We were taught how to read. We were taught how to do a number of things, how to be assertive. Can you remember when you taught how to listen? Were you taught how to listen? Many of us, I'm saying physically, I'm not talking spiritual now. Physically, we were not taught how to listen. That's the reason why somebody is talking to us. We are trying to think of what to say. The person is talking to us instead of listening so that we can respond. What is happening is that we are thinking of what to say. Because we're taught, say, ba, 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 you were taught how to speak but we're not taught how to listen. Folks, it's a discipline that you need to develop. Listening, both physically and spiritually, is a discipline you have to develop. People, when they were mimicking me the other time, they said, no matter what you are telling pastor, he's just shaking his head like this. I have not always been like that. But I deliberately, maybe I overdo it. <laughs> but I deliberately told myself, I will listen. 
If I have nothing to say, I will be quiet. But I will listen to what somebody, because I believe there is something this person is trying to express. He might use wrong expressions. He might use wrong words. He might say it in a wrong, negative way. But I want to hear the heart of this person. I developed that discipline. I developed that discipline. We learn how to listen. We learn how to listen. Because it will do us a lot of good. Hebrews chapter 4. He said, today, when you hear his voice, do not add in your heart. Today, when you hear his voice, do not add in your heart. I can't just break it down for you. Not adding your heart is that be able to hear him. Because if you can't hear him, you will add in your heart. It's not as if you want to add in your heart. You can't hear anyway. You will do your own thing. Today, he said, there remains the promise to enter his rest. What are you going through right now? The promise to enter the rest of God is right here. But what is he telling us? He said, today when you hear his voice, today when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today when you hear his voice. So coming out of that situation may be incumbent on your ability to hear his voice. Coming out of that situation may be incumbent on coming. Repeatedly, you have not had money for a while. Why? Things used to flow very well. Things are no longer flowing. You think it's just ordinary? You think it's just things, it's just the issue, things of life. It's the policies of government, too. That's what is affecting everybody. Forget it! Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. There remains a promise to enter into the rest of God. But that rest is for those who can hear his voice. That rest is for those who can hear. Folks, stop doing that thing you are doing. This is the one I said you should do. Then you stop it and you start doing this and things begin to flow again. That's it. That's it. You are struggling to understand the pattern of your study that you have developed for yourself is not working. Why not seek him out? Speaking to the law school student, those who are watching or other students watching us, why not seek him out? He can evolve another system for you. That system that will work, that you'll be able to retain more of the things you are studying. So this thing is not just for those who are working. For whatever level you are in life, you are trying to understand something. Your problem is that you understand what you are reading, but to express it is difficult. You can seek the Lord. You can seek him. He can come with a pattern. Put it in your heart. Because with that heart, you can understand. It is supernatural. You begin to walk in something that you do not even know when you learned it. Hallelujah. The voice of God. God desires to speak to his people. God is speaking to his people. He has never stopped. He has never stopped. But those who have developed the ability and the discipline of listening, they are the ones that will be able to walk at that dimension of the operations of God. Rise to your feet this morning. Just give him praise and thank him for what you have heard. Bless the name of the Lord. Give him praise from your heart. 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 I don't know what is going through your mind, but I can hardly contain the fact that the one who created the heavens and the earth has chosen to speak to me. The one who rules and reigns over the affairs of men is not only my father, he speaks to me. He speaks to me. He speaks to me. He speaks to me. He didn't just become my father. He designed a method through which I will know that indeed 
I am begotten of the Father. How did he do it? Romans chapter 8. The Spirit bears witness with our own spirit that we are sons of God. He didn't just declare it. He didn't just say it. He gave us his spirit. And that spirit communicates with our recreated human spirit bringing us assurance that we belong to God. Folks, I'm telling you this morning, this is real. This is real. Many get frustrated. Many get tired of the Christian walk because they don't understand or not have access or not have developed the faculty to be able to listen to the voice of God. Tell me, if a man can hear God, if a man is led by God, he knows that he heard God clearly. This is what I should do. He heard God clearly. This is what I should stop doing. He heard God clearly. This is who I should call. What? That man can never come to a point when he says, I don't even know what is going on. What this Christianity is has not paid anybody. Forget it. Those who speak such things only know the baptism of John. <laughs> Those who know the baptism of the Spirit it's a new experience. It's a new experience. It's a new experience. They hear God. They are directed by God. They are influenced by God. Do you have a minute? Rakata yata yada labade gedeze rekakalabado soto de kalabade renta yata yata yadia rapa papa yenda lata yada dada repapa lo soto ndalabadosa I am giving you the opportunity to fan that dying embers of the fire of the Holy Ghost fan it to flame within you fan it to flame fan it to flame enough enough of this natural way of living as a supernatural man you are supernatural you've got the spirit of god living on your inside you have access to the voice of god you have access to the library of the spirit you have access to the secrets of the earth you have access enough of this natural way of living enough to this docility enough enough of this cold passivity enough 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 you have opinion about everything it is the Lord's opinion that is missing in all that you do you have opinion about all the things going on around the world it is the opinion of God that is missing in your heart enough enough we have an advantage to us has been committed the utterance of God. 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 Is somebody making a declaration? I want you to speak this morning. Speak. Just speak. Make some declarations. Speak into your life. Speak into your lives. Speak into your lives. The voice of God is a man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall not be sustained by the natural element alone. Man 
is a spirit so he's to be sustained by the word of the lord because the word of the lord is what nourishes our spirit the word of the lord is what nourishes our spirit this is the time to love the Lord. 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 To love the Lord means to seek Him. To love the Lord means to seek out His opinion concerning all things. To love the Lord means to obey Him. To love the Lord means to prioritize His word above all else. To love the Lord. Because the Lord reveals Himself to those who love Him. Those who love Him are those who can hear Him clearly. When He speaks, 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 let me speak to your heart. Don't condemn yourself. Don't say that if you are talking about accessing the voice of God, is it me they are talking about? Me. This me. I see did this wrong. I see did that wrong. You are the very person I'm talking about. If you will make up your mind today to pick yourself up and to live for God, you will hear him. You will hear You will live a different life. You. Yes. You will live a different life. You will live a different life. You will produce different kinds of results. Different from the one you used to produce before. Because now you can hear him clearly. You can hear him clearly. You can hear him clearly. We give you thanks, Father. Thank you, Father, for your word that is with us. Thank you for your spirit that lives within us. Bible says the spirit has been sent as our helper. Remember the Bible says that you do not even know what you ought to pray for. He said but the spirit makes intercession for us according to the will of God. Bible says the spirit helps us to pray perfectly. How does it do it? It reveals the mind of the Father concerning the matter we are engaging God with in prayer and so we are able to pray perfectly. Bible says he who helps us is the same one who knows the will or the mind of the Father. Bible says he helps us. How does he do it? He reveals to your heart the things to pray for. How to pray for it and how to wait in expectation for it. That's what the Spirit does. He's our helper. What a shame it will be for us to have him living within us and we are still unable to hear God. Far from us be it that we won't hear God regarding the matters of our lives. We thank you, Father. Thank you because this week is a different walk with you. Thank you because this week we walk in deeper intimacy with you. Thank you because this week, the Holy Spirit 
will become more real to us than before. Thank you because this week we will be able to document the specific words spoken to us by God through the Holy Spirit. Thank you because this week we will perceive and understand where to go, where not to go, when to shut up, when to speak. We will be guided and led by the Spirit all through this week as a testament to that which we have heard this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you celebrate the Lord? Let's just give him praise. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been tremendously blessed. You can worship with us at Baptizing Church, Excel Center, Abuja, Plot 989, Obusha Gorbassin, Way, Elbizit Advanced Link, Filling Station, Central Business District, Abuja, Nigeria, or call 090-8006-6773. You can send an email to info at tbcabuja.org. We meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. and on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TBC Abuja, on Facebook at The Baptizing Church, TBC. God bless you as you come.